Please take your seats. Tell the person sitting next to you, the Lord is going to bless you today and visit you today. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Him. Indeed, our Jesus is alive. Welcome to this morning service. Um, and I know that before you leave here, the Lord will visit you. Amen. Your amen is sick. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, the time has come. The Lord, you speak to us through your word. I pray for a fresh unction, a fresh anointing. I pray that the wealth in heaven will be stirred. The Lord, wisdom will be made available and known unto us. In the name of Jesus, taking over this atmosphere, declaring the Lordship of Jesus Christ in this place, Speaking the blood of Jesus in this place and saying that nothing shall by any means intercept, interrupt, divert, block anyone's blessing today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now open the ears of our hearts and the eyes of our hearts that we may see and hear. Thank you. Grant your servant a tongue. That will speak to their hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Him. Is your Jesus alive? Yes. It's good to be back. And um, we want to thank God for His mercies and for His kindness. Amen. We want to thank God for His mercies and His kindness. Yeah, God has been kind. And particularly, I want to thank um, Sister Ama and Pastor Terry for their massive help in making sure that I'm standing here. Yay! Amen. Yay! Yeah, so I want to appreciate them specially. May God bless you. That you too, you can help me when I need to come. Amen. You help me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we thank God. It is well. Let us open our Bibles. Today, they said today is Father's Day. Is that not the case? I have, I have left. The people in Ghana. I wanted to come to my first one. So I had to leave them and run to my first one. Um, so today there's nothing they, they are there. We have they have baby fathers there. It is well. Hallelujah. By God's grace, the church in Ghana is growing stronger and stronger. We have on Sundays we have three services now. So we have we have two two in Hacho, and then we have one in Abukobi. So it is going. Amen. So we thank God. Everybody's investment is it is a heavenly reward waiting for you. Hallelujah. And very soon we'll be taking over. There's a guy in Ghana that has sang a song. I've seen some pastors singing that song in their, in their churches. They say they are taking over. Um, but we don't sing those worldly songs. Amen. It is, you know that it is more than a song. A song is more than a song. Yeah. 
So you will not get me dancing to every song. It won't happen. Tell anybody it won't happen. It's more than what a song. Because if, if, if you are listening to a song, don't just listen with your physical ears. Listen to with, with your spiritual ears as well. When you listen and see with your spiritual ears and eyes, then you will begin to see the spirit behind the song. Are you seeing? You will see the spirit what? Behind the song. Remember, Satan was made like a musical instrument and a singer all in one. The Bible says that he, when his, his wings, his, his, his wings are made of instruments. And is one that leads west. He's anointed. is the only angel that was made that um, was also anointed. The only other beings that God has anointed, apart from um, the, the only beings that actually that God anointed are human beings. That's all. Nobody else. No, no creature. No angel. No, was anointed. But when he came to Satan, he said he's called the anointed cherub. An angel that was also anointed. So, this is you see, when anointing is on you, it has an effect, it has an influence on you. When the anointing of God is on you, it's, it's, it has an influence. You see, that's why you have to guard the anointing. Yeah. What, what I'm carrying is not easy. So, I have to protect it. If I lose it today, you'll be the very one that will laugh at me. Yeah. So it has to be protected. That's why I stepped down the soul. That's why certain things I don't participate in. I'm a Nazarite. I've been dedicated to God. So you will not see me dancing to certain songs. So please, don't embarrass yourself by requesting. Oh, can I talk to you? You said today is a Father's Day. So can I talk to you like a father? So I'm looking at you. I'm not afraid of you. Don't request certain songs for me. You worked with me for too long for to know that you shouldn't do those kind of things. Amen. Yeah, because it's more than what a song. Yeah. You, 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 there are some certain songs that you see the spirit behind it is last. And if you go and dance to it, whether you like it or not, you are screaming in last. Very soon, you go to bed and go and sleep. Then you see certain people coming to come and have sex with you in their dream. And you don't know what 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 is the problem? You say what is the problem? You don't know. You don't understand. I could be this little thing. Even in my car, I don't listen to unnecessary things. It has to be focused every day because you want to call me, and when you call me, you want me to be able to pray for you if it's an emergency and have results. Is that not the case? So I have to always. I don't break faith. Faith has always. I live in that dimension of faith. I'm always in touch with the Father. I'm always trying. It is a discipline. I'm always maybe meditating on something. I can be talking to you, but I'm, I'm in connection with, with God. I'm, I'm always. And so I have to make sure that the oil is protected for your good. Hallelujah. How many of us understand what we are talking about? Amen. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father, the mistakes of my father, I refuse to let it affect my destiny. Amen. So today we're going to talk something about that direction. And it will be teaching, preaching, teaching, preaching. And then we will end it up. Amen. So, you know, when the Bible talks about a father, when the Bible talks about a father, 
in Corinthians 4 says, You have many instructors, but you don't have a lot of what? Fathers. You have many instructors, but you don't have a lot of what? Fathers. So, fatherhood is a very special position that God gives. And physically, you know, right now what Satan is doing is that he's trying to change the identity of fatherhood. In fact, if it's not, I would say that even in this part of the world, fatherhood is lost. The identity of fatherhood is missing. It's, it's totally gone. But when we talk about father, you know, father, fatherhood provides us an identity. It is your father's DNA that will show. Do you know that you, you and your mother's blood never mixed when you are in the womb? It is, it is your father's blood that you are carrying. Yeah, so your father gives you the, your identity. He tells you who you are. Amen. Father who gives you security and a sense of belonging. So when we talk about father, for the fiscal definition of it, father is a member of the male gender. Amen? Of what? The male gender. The male gender. So all this that is going on in the world now, trying to make two women, one is dressed like a man, uh, all that, it is not fatherhood. Are you listening? God's definition of who a father is, a male. You must be, you are a male. Amen? A male. A male. A male. A male member of what? Of the family. And it is through you that generations are going to what? Come out. The word father actually, it means a source. You know, you are like the source. So when you read in scriptures, you, you know, Matthew chapter 7 verse 11, it talks about something there. Matthew seven eleven, It says that fathers are a source of what? Provision. It says, if you then, being evil, yeah, so it's human nature to be evil. The only thing that can change you from being evil is when you give your life to Jesus Christ. And then his word begins to work you out. Otherwise, by nature, you are evil. You can have the most beautiful dress, the most nicest makeup, but if you don't know Jesus Christ, you are evil. And that's why God is happy. If you don't believe in Jesus, you have to go to hell. Hell is real. Tell your neighbor, hell is real. Yeah. So, he says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will who? Your... Are you here? How much more will your father in where? Who gives what? Good things to those who do, who, who do what? Give good things. Amen? How much more will your father in heaven? So, our father, if you are a father, you are a source of good things. Amen? You are what? A source of You should be able to provide for your family. Amen? Matthew 7 verse 9. I'm just giving you a, a foundation of where I'm actually going. Matthew 7 verse 9. It says, Or what man is there among you, if his what? Sons ask for bread, will he will give him what? A stone. Yeah, so if you're a father, don't be like the male, is it, the, the, we call it the cock. The, 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 you know the male um, chicken, the cock. Uh-huh. So all it does, once the, once it mates, that is it. 
he doesn't, he's not, he, he won't wear a help with the, you know, sitting on the eggs to make sure that the eggs are hatched. That's why you never see baby chickens following their, 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 their. You never see that. Have you seen, who has seen time before? Have you seen time before? That the baby chickens, they are, they are following their father. It's an abomination to them. But we have some human beings who are like cocks. Yeah. We have cock fathers. Yeah. Different types of fathers. Yeah. We have, we have cock fathers that all they do is to mount. When they finish mounting, they, you see when they, when they take you, when they, after I finish mounting, and then when he finishes, say, yeah, I'm the man. That doesn't make you a man. It just makes you a cock. Amen. It just makes you what? A cock. But surprisingly, I'm surprised that there are some women, those are the type of men they want. Those are the type of men they I like bad boy. I'm a bad boy. You are a cock. Oh yeah. You see, if you are a woman and you don't have the word of God, you those are the sort of men you attract. I watched one um, one documentary, um, this animal documentary, and the female, the chick, the, the the hen, he had little little chickens, and he would take some some food. He would take some of the food. The children couldn't get access to where the food was, because it was higher, and there were plenty of them, and the mother would take it. And she will eat some and drop some for the chicken. Then talks over the baby. The father was there, just busy chomping, even beating the mother. And I said, when I was watching it, I said, Ah, this is uh, somebody's family. Yeah, it is surprising that when people. You know, in a family, who needs more protein? Is it the parents or the children? But some of you fathers, you, you, you demand all kinds of meat on your food. Big, big meat. If they don't give you the meat, they say, ah, what go on, what go on here? Hey! Little meat, little meat you give me here. Little meat. If you're a true father, you give the big choices meets to your children because they need the protein. Your head is already big like mine. It's not going to grow any bigger. So you, 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 know, you have to give it to them. Amen. So you provide for your children. You're a source of provision. And Bible says this in Timothy, 1 Timothy 5, 8, that if you are not able to do that, then in fact, don't call yourself one who believes. One who believes. First Timothy chapter. Let us read it together. Go. Uh-huh. And it's what? Worse than an unbeliever. So that's what the Bible says. If you don't take care of your responsibilities, you have what? Denied the faith. So, in other words, Christianity is practical, not just coming to church. When you come to church, that doesn't make you a Christian. It's, it's no different from going to stand in the garage and say, I am a car. There's no difference. Coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. But there are certain things that by their food, you shall know them. So fathers instruct their children. Proverbs 1 verse 8. Fathers exalt and encourage and implore their children. Proverbs 1 verse 8. My son, hear the instruction of who? Your father. Hear the instruction of your father. You see. And this is one of the rules that is very important for, for 
every father. Your ability to instruct. Amen? Your ability to what? Instruct. Now, when you want to look at God's original idea when it comes to certain things, you need to always try to find out the first time God mentions it in the Bible. And you find out that the first time God made man, Adam, God gave him what? Some instructions. Is that not the case? And God gave his word to Adam. And so by that word, now, God said, Adam, do this. Cultivate this. Do this. And he said, this tree, you see this tree that is there. Do not what? Touch it. God gave him his word. So Adam's responsibility was to make sure that he would what? Pass on that what? Information to Eve. He didn't do it well. When you are a father and you don't give instructions, you don't have the word. First and foremost, it's important you must have the word of God in you. Amen? So if, if you are a father and you don't know, you, you the father, you cannot, you don't read your Bible, you don't go to church, you don't have a personal relationship with God. What are you going to pass on to your children? And when a man comes into your life, I want to marry you, I want to marry you. You look at his tattoo, you look at his big biceps. Okay, that is fine. But you should also be looking at, has he got the ability to instruct my children in the ways of God? Don't just pick by outward appearance. This is a mistake that we are making. Picking by what? Outward appearance. Because you don't understand the role of a father. Most people have the idea, that, you know, as far as a father is concerned. In fact, most people in this fallen world have grown up without having proper male figures in their lives. So a lot of women have grown up not knowing what a father is, who a father is. They've never, they've never had that encounter. And so Satan is only continuing generation after generation. But it has to stop with your generation. I said it has to stop with your generation. So you must make sure that you have the word of God in you. This is something if you are not married and you are looking for a man, make sure he can instruct you as a woman and then your children. Because Jesus Christ is it teaches us in Ephesians. He says that um, um, he says Christ is what the husband to the church, and he says you should wash, take your wife, wash the wife with the word. That's what he says he's doing. He's taking his wife, which is the church, and washing the wife, the the the, the, the bridegroom with the word. So washing with water and with the word. And then he says that, when he does that, he's doing that now to present this wife now to what? Himself. You see. He's going to, he wants to present that um, wife to himself. So the issue is not, the issue is not so much, um, the issue is not so much, the issue is not so much um, getting a perfect wife. You never get a perfect wife anywhere. But you, the man, you must make sure you have God's word in you so that you can now begin to what? Wash them. Wash them. Wash them with the word. And then you present how you want your wife to be. It depends on you. Yeah. So if you go and take a donkey, a donkey will only do and that's all he will do to you. Your life will never get better. There will be no increase. There will be no enlargement in your life. So, so understand this. Tell your neighbor, understand this. Say, husbands, love your wife, just as Christ also loved the church, and what? Gave himself for her, that he might sanctify her, and what? Cleanse her with what? Washing of water by the word. A husband that will say, let us go to church. That's the good husband. 
not a husband on Sunday, he says, let's go to barbecue. Hey, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny is having, is having a drink up. Let's go. And meanwhile, you have not left any money in the house, but you are going to spend on... And you see, when they go there, that's where they want to show off the kind of drink they are drinking. Yeah, I don't drink cheap whiskey. You know? the, way they hold it, the way they hold their cups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you want one that wants you to wash you. Wash you. It's a blessing if you, you and your husband come to church. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. See, the problem we face is that we have wives who don't understand the role of husbands. So they, they resist. When you are a father, you are supposed to instruct your children. You are supposed to instruct them. But you have some wives that constantly will what? Interfere in the instruction process. They will interfere. And there are ways that you can, things that you can do that can undermine. For instance, your husband is trying to instruct the, the child. Then, right in front of the child, you are disagreeing and arguing. What, I, what you are doing is that you are undermining the authority of what? The father. Amen? I, I believe that in salvation, like our women are not like that. Or we are like that. Argue in front of the children concerning discipline. That is, if Johnny sit down here, how do you? How do you? How do you? <laughs> yeah. Today, today my patois has come. So I'm speaking in tongues. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wearing, I'm wearing African outfit, but today I'm coming from the parish of Saint Elizabeth. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. There are things that you do. Leave your partner in the dark, even concerning events in the house. You don't let them. It's undermining things that we do to undermine each other. No. Even if you tell, hey, if your dad finds out, you are undermining the man if you don't. If you do, if you say things like that. So you're, you're, as for me, I'm an angel. Your dad is that is that devil. He's coming to come and cut your head off. No, we shouldn't undermine what each other. Even letting your children, you know, you know, lying to your partner to cover up for your child when the child is in trouble. You lie. The child knows you are lying. You know, you're a mother, you are lying so that the father won't find out, or other, you are uh, the other way wrong. It's undermining. Amen? Amen? So, allow, tell your neighbor, allow for instructions. Your children should be instructed. Your, you know, the, this world is telling us that, you know, children, I don't know if any of you, any of you saw this. There was this thing on, I know. On the news that um, now, even if you want to change your baby, like Joshua, you you must see consent. Uh, have you have you heard it? Or did you hear it? It was in the news here. You heard you heard it. So a baby that is there, there's going go 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 ga 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 ga. So you want to change the baby? The baby must give you consent. How? You tell me. So you need to tell him, oh little Johnny, I want to change your nappy. So. Can I change your nappy? Then little Johnny will like, goo goo goo, ga ga ga. And you say yes. We are heading to self-destruction. If you don't get yourself in the word of God, then you want to follow this foolishness. Even this morning, me and Ma were discussing about something. And he was telling me that there's some new rules that have come out to say that uh, about spousal abuse. If you go into your spouse's and phone is spousal abuse, foolishness, it's foolishness, total foolishness, 100% foolishness. You are ready to exchange bodily fluids with me, but I can't look at your phone. You, you can't, I'm not talking about the spying kind of, 
looking. But I mean, you should have access to each other as a godly partner. You should have. What, what are you hiding? If there's nothing to hide, then if you come, all you see is Bible verses. <laughs> so if that's what you want to see, then fine. But you know, we are heading towards. The, you, you can't discipline your child. You can't. You can't. Um, you know, speak to your child. Your child can go and report you. Look, we have to be very careful. We are in the world, but we are not of this world. And if we don't take care, if we don't take a stand, the way things are happening, the way things are going, we will create monsters. Give them iPads, give them iPhones, and they will become monsters that you can't control. Give them Bibles, give them the Word of God. You say, oh, but we are in England, we are England. We are England, but we, we, we they are foreign, but we want to go to heaven. Amen? It is heaven. Sometimes when I look at it, I fear for our children. Whether they will love God the way we love God. That's why we must be taught these things. Amen? Tell the neighbor, don't forget that though we are in this world, we are not of this world. Amen? So, you, you know, we, we, we instruct our children, we exalt, encourage, and employ them. And in Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 18 to 21, it also talks about, you know, the discipline of punishing. Yeah. The discipline of punishing. See, if a man has a stubborn and what? Rebellious son, who will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and who, when they have chastened him, will not what? Heed to them. Uh-huh, continue. Then his father and his mother shall what? take hold of him and bring him out to the elders of the city, to the gates of the city, and they shall say to the elders of the city, This son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a gluten and what? A drunkard. A gluten and a drunkard. Then all the men of the city shall stone him what? To death. That was the standard. So imagine this was God's standard and now look at what we have. Just some thousand years has passed by. Some few couple of years have passed by. And from this time up to where we are now. Look at what Satan has managed to change. And now we have fathers that are powerless in their homes. Fathers that don't have any power in their own. May God have mercy on us. I say may God have mercy on us. Yeah. So what kind of fathers do we have? I want to briefly touch on that. The types of fathers that we have. We have abusive fathers. And King Saul falls into that example. We know the story of King Saul. King Saul, at one time, he became very, very abusive to the extent that he wanted to kill his own son, Jonathan. Because he said, Jonathan, as long as this boy, David, is alive, you, you will not get to become a king. And he was very, you know, he said to him, you, you son of a perverse and rebellious human, in 1 Samuel 20, 30. He, he was very abusive to him. Abusive fathers. When we talk about abuse, we are talking about you know, emotional abuse, physical abuse. Some of us, the memories we have of our fathers are only ones of what? Physical what? Abuse. And we have some mothers to that, are, uh, some fathers to that are so abusive. I mean, when they are disciplining their children, you think they are disciplining a murderer. So, if you are a father, you are, too, you are there to correct, not to abuse. Amen? You are there to what? Correct. Not to what? Abuse. 
emotional abuse. Emotional abuse. If you have never grown up with a father figure, you will not understand what I'm talking about. But if you've grown up with a father figure, it doesn't matter whether you, whether you have a mother, you still want to have that affection from what? Father. It is there. It is there. Today, especially in America now, it is very, very sad. You see some people prancing about. I met one in, um, in Ali Deep when we were in, in Iraq. Some American lady. I, I see her on Facebook now. She's gone, she's so deep into this feminism and this, uh, I'm a black independent woman and everything. But then, when you look at her, you can see she's very sad. Very, very sad. Had a baby with some man, man in the marriage. She's pregnant now. Second baby still out of wedlock. And she'll be there posting things on Facebook. Mm. I don't need any man. I don't need any man. And doing all sorts of. Your child needs a father. Amen? Yeah. You cannot be both what? Father and mother. You, you, if, you were, if you missed it, you will not understand it. But if you ever grown up with a father in the house, it doesn't matter how. You can be in the house the whole day with mama. But when daddy comes, it's a different feeling. It's a different what? Touch. So if you're a father, you should give your children that emotional what? Connection. Emotional what? Connection. So parents, if you're, especially if you have daughters, if you're going to learn how to be, how to relate with men, the first person you learn from is their fathers. It's their fathers. Emotional connection. So you have to tell your children, I love you. Some of you, the first time you heard I love you was when, you know, Guy Popo. Guy Popo was standing behind your door and throwing a stone at your window. To draw your attention so that you, you get out. So you don't know, you don't have any emotional work connection. You, are, you haven't grown up to love any male figure in your life. You build defenses and you build what? Walls. So you are emotionally cold. Allow children to serve their fathers in their house. That's one of the ways that they build what? A bond. How do we, even God, how do we think that we bond with him? Is it not through our service to him? Or you can just say, oh, I, I love you, I love you. Love without giving is fake love. It's China love. China. Tell your neighbor, it's China. It's not authentic. It's not genuine. Anything that comes from China, you must look at it and look at it well. Recently, I was inquiring about some doors. They said, hey, we have China Germany made in Germany. China made in Germany. China made in England. China made in Turkey. So be careful. The thing is saying made in Germany, but it is coming from China. Yeah. Fake. Fake. Very fake. Amen. So make sure that you have a genuine no, a genuine love. Love that what gives. So let your children serve. And even if you're a wife, eh, make sure that your husband, that place of honor, is given to, to him. Make, make, make an effort. Go out of your way. Let your children see that this is our father. A man or um, the, 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 the authority figure in the house. Make, make a cautious effort. Daddy is coming. You, you, you the wife yourself, you bath. Three days, you haven't taken your bath. Daddy is coming, doesn't matter. You are, you are wearing wrapper with your fake wig that has been there, it has twisted. 
It doesn't matter. Daddy's coming back from work. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You are here saying that you are living abroad. So, you know, when your husband even comes, you point to the microwave. And then you and the children are there. You are on TV. You are watching something on TV. So you you are trying to say that his presence is not what? Is nothing. It cannot be possible. You see, we need if you want to see who God really is, eh, the first person that you will look at is your father. So you cannot do things like that. I've seen that especially in the Western world. There are so many things that are undermining why God made the man know the head. A lot of things are being done to undermine that. Make what? A cautious effort. Tell me, but make what? A cautious effort. Build that in. Let there be some emotional one. Bonding. Through working for your father. Create opportunities to go out with the children. Create opportunities to, you know, no, just socialize with the children. Let them also serve. If, told, if you don't teach your children to serve, how can they serve the Father in heaven? If they can't serve their fiscal father. And you must make sure, because you are the, you know, you are the home, you must what? Make sure. The woman must make sure. The father gives the instruction. The woman must make sure it's carried out. So there must be emotional bonding. And then when we talk about abuse, we have some fathers that are abusive, abusive sexually to their own children. Very abusive. Some people have got that horrible experience. Recently in Ghana in the news, screen news, a man has impregnated his 13-year-old daughter. And as he's keeping with his two girls, 13 year old and 10 years. And the 13 year old is now pregnant. And he arrested him. He arrested He went to hide. But the laws work. And he's been arrested. Abuse. Maybe the father figure you had in your life was some uncle. But this uncle took advantage of you. And raped you. And today, you are an adult. But that thing is affecting you. And it's affecting the way you are relating to men. You have become like uh, a tigress. You can't let yourself lose. You can't, you know, you can't lose your guard. So every day, you have to do things in darkness. Do you understand? You have to do things in what? You don't want light on. You want light off. You understand? Because you want what? Light off. You don't want light on. When your husband says, I want light on, then light off. Because it reminds you of what you went through. You haven't processed it. You haven't dealt with it. You haven't allowed godly counsel to affect. If you are a man and you are here and you have been doing those sort of things, stop. Because apart from it, apart from you doing it, if you are caught, it's a criminal offense. It's against God. And it's very, very wicked. Some men, they don't have any shame. They will sleep with their own sister's daughter. They will do it. There's no shame. Anything goes. And it's bad. You are destroying someone's life. Amen. Amen. So we need to be careful about not being abusive, abusive kind of father, an abusive father. We need to make sure we are not abusive. Amen. Amen. Are you here or you're gone home? Yeah. So I'll just talk about one more because of our time. 
you know, the Ahab type of father. You know who the Ahab type of father is? You know Ahab, King Ahab in the Bible. He was married to Jezebel. And Jezebel was the one that was ruling the country, even though Ahab was king. So a, an Ahab kind of father is one that refuses to take the responsibility of fatherhood. And has a wife running everything. For instance, Ahab wanted, desired to get them. Um, he desired someone's um, garden, next a neighbor's garden, and he couldn't get it. Went to wine and whinge to the wife, and the wife said, "Don't worry, I'll deal with it." And the wife went to kill the man. Made sure they are false witness, killed the man, and brought the thing back to the husband. But if you are Ahab kind of father, you know you you are you are weak. You are you are like um, you are just there in the house. You are you are a joke. Your children see you as a joke. Mm. Even the way the wife yourself you talk about them, mm, that 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 thing you call a father. The child comes from money. Go to that thing you call a father. When you come, when you know, you, everybody's laughing at their father. We are making a mockery of the father. To make a mockery of the father. A mockery. Do you know that the Bible says that if you make a mockery of your father, eh, birds will come and pluck your eyes out. Where is that quotation? Find, find the phone. When you make a mockery of your father, best to, and the best sound for demons. Don't, don't, if you don't understand the 3017, okay, put it on the bottom. And say, the eye that mocketh what? He mocks his father and scorns obedience to his mother. The ravens of the valley will pick it out. And the young eagles will eat it. These are represent these animals are representing demonic spirits. So when you make a mockery of your father, eh, of your father, you are introducing whether you know it or you don't know it is not doesn't matter. The Bible says that once the hedge is broken, the serpent will what bites. So it doesn't matter whether you don't know or you don't know. You know it. it doesn't matter. Once you are somebody that is constantly making a mockery, you are mocking your father. You are opening doors for demons to come and what? Pluck out your eyes. Meaning that your vision in life will not be fulfilled. So we don't, don't, don't make jest of it. It's not something you have to even play with it. Don't mock your father. You can't do that. Unless you want demons to you know, come and attack you. Some people do it in jest. So, they are playing. No. When it comes to certain things, make sure that you don't break the hedge. Amen? Amen. Don't what? There are certain practices in this country. People call their dads by their first name. Hey, you. A U Ben, A U Ben. <laughs> you are so silly. You are so silly. Before your mouth lands with a silly, a smack is coming to your bottle. <laughs> this child is mocking the father. If you keep on doing that, what you are doing is that you are introducing demons. And you, you find out that, you, you know, like, like, like somebody that doesn't go to church or is not strong in the thing, and your child is doing this nonsense. The child might maybe excel in their education, but the demons will affect them when it comes to their marital life. The demons can, somebody highly educated, but you find out that he's an alcoholic. 
somebody, you, you find out, because if you mock your father, if you mock your father, he's dead. He says that your, your, your eyes will be blocked out. Your eyes will be blocked out. And I didn't tell you in the beginning, but you know, they are, they are we have physical father, but your biological father, the one that actually gave birth to you. You can have spiritual fathers, as Paul said. You know, fathers in Christ. You can have fathers in Christ. Father of a movement. On our calendar, we have, we have Founders Day. So, if you don't learn to honor these sort of fathers in your life, and you rather mock them, Demons will come and pluck out your eyes. And you, you will not succeed in life. Say, Lord, have mercy. I can't hear you. Say, Lord, have mercy. I want you to go to four people. Tell them, don't mock any father figure in your life. Don't mock them. Go to four people and tell them.